Welcome to the big kickoff League of Ireland podcast and myself Roy Shanahan and as always Mr Nathan Doyle joins me here again. Now, news just in, Dundalk finally have a manager. Nathan, who's got the job officially this time? Not only did Dundalk have a manager, but we can actually stop talking about this, which is <laughs> probably the best news. Um, yeah, for people that may have missed it, Vinnie Kurtz is making his grand return to Oriel Park. It's confirmed there in probably 20 minutes or so, Roy, was it, before we jumped on here, which it's always a stroke to look when that happens, isn't it? Because there's nothing worse. It, it, it is, because we were we were supposed to be on an hour beforehand, so we nearly missed out on the story altogether. But it's yeah, no, it's interesting to think, isn't it, that they actually did a whole circle and came back around and their answer to all the problems is Vinnie Pert, who they sacked not so long ago. Yeah, very, very strange. Uh, we even talked about this when the detention option of Vinnie Pert came up a couple of weeks ago and how we just thought it didn't quite match up, you know, where nothing has changed in the, in the short time of frame that he left. It's probably not a great move for Vinnie himself even, even with the club. I know he has a good, uh, great relationship with German. Bill Hulsoy, so that's something that's been evident and that's something that's been talked about ever since Vinny's name came back into the conversation at Dundalk. But yeah, it's a tough one to, to see how it's going to turn around. You know, it wasn't about anecdotal split. There was a lot of talk of some of the senior professionals even, even questioning Vinny coming back in. Uh, Jimmy Gilton is still staying at the club as well. So that, and Vinny Pierce is going to have to report to Jim. So you also have the question of how is that relationship going to work? How are, how are those two going to come and sit? Now we we've seen Jim. He, he seemed to have a good sway in the manager that came in the door. You know, he saw it and knocked away any talk of Jim McGuinness coming in. He seemed to fancy Dave Rogers coming in, but then Dundalk, like we've talked a couple of weeks ago, it all seemed to personal terms are great. And then all of a sudden, Dave Rogers it was going back to an old incident of why he was let go from Dundalk as a player. Is that situation was just a complete mess. But yeah. Finally, a bit of clarity for Dundalk fans. Vinny Peart is the new head coach at Dundalk. And while it might be a strange move, at least it's somebody in the door. At least, you know, the ship can be steadied a little bit, even if it's only in the short term. Because you know yourself, when you have all these questions surrounding your managerial role, it can just be an absolute nightmare to keep focused on the here and the now. That's it. But he was there already and and left or was asked to leave or whatever way it, it, it ended up. But... How do we know now that this is actually the end of it all? Because, as you said, are the players all behind it? Are they willing now to, you know, put their heads down, work hard behind uh, Vinny? So, yeah, look, I don't think it is the end of it, really. You know, like I said, the bit of clarity of being prepared to come in is nice, but all you have to do is just look at stories coming out. I was actually reading an article by Danny McDonald, ever reliable. Uh, when it comes to League of Ireland over on the Independent and there was even he was mentioning the speculation of P6 having serious doubts about the future you know they're having serious conversations about uh, possibly pulling out at Dundalk at the end of the season you know where obviously like you said Bill Hulso is in as a chairman he seems to be the man making the key decisions in terms of signings but his son Matt Hulso who was the co-founder of P6 himself you know, he's, he's reviewing his own investment. He's looking at his own, what's going on in the club. There seems to be a breakdown in terms of basic procedures. And 
yeah, there's definitely still talk, you know, and this comes on top as well of budget cuts, which we talked about. There seems to be players leaving in July. Chris Shields, all you have to do is Google his name and see that he's apparently off the Linfield as soon as July comes around. You know, they're looking to trim down the wage bill. In, in the same article that I mentioned, it was said that the wage bill was coming in over three million, which is ludicrous to think, isn't it? Um, Outside like Dundalk, so yeah. It's, while it's nice to see that bit of clarity in terms of manager, it's definitely not going to be smooth sailing. There's still a lot of issues to sort out. There's still a lot of things that are going to go on, uh, even towards the end of the season and thereafter. So it's not going to be an easy fix either. That, that's that's the, the thing you do have to say about Dundalk. You know, you look at their new supporter trust that has been set up. A uh, good pal of mine, Stephen Pod, that we worked worked the great stuff with him over in uh, heading the game. He's one of the main men leading that. So if they can get the sport trust up and running, you know, that can be a positive. But like you're saying, the basic procedures seem to be all wrong. Big Six came in. They wanted to make European football irregular. They wanted to bring in international players. They want, and now they also want to trim down the wage bill while having Jimmy Gilson on a six-figure contract. Yeah, there's still a lot of moving parts to this and it's still, still a lot of things need to be ironed out at some book. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this on the big kickoff League of Ireland show on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, find us there. And we have the League of Ireland sports bar on every Friday night, which you can come and join and throw your questions in. And even if you want to come on the show, we can link you in and you can talk to us and discuss with us at the time. Uh, 9.45 every Friday. We talked about it in further detail, Nathan, but let's not talk about everything that has been going on. Let's try and talk about what is going to go on. And Dundalk, it's a double week this week for the Premier Division. Dundalk are a home to Longford and away to Drogheda. Does he have time? Does he have to hit the ground running? What way are they going to look at Vinnie Perth as, as as a success now? And like if he, if he doesn't win his games in the next five, six games, if, he, if it's not a positive result coming out of them, are people looking at him again and questioning him? And you know, it, it, there's still a lot of stuff up in the air. Yeah, definitely. This is, this is all we can say. It's like, like you're saying, it's not going to be an easy fix. And especially in football, such a results based business. Now, as you mentioned, this news has only really come out. We haven't really got time to, to breathe, really, have we, since it happened? So, by having a quick gauge online, the reaction seems to be somewhat mixed, even between the Dundalk fans. But you look, like you said, playing Friday, long for the home, long for the. Such a powered run at the moment. They haven't won a game since, since the opening day when they beat Derry City. But on paper, you think Dundalk should be beating them at home. But last week, you could say the same. Dundalk should be beating Waterford, but were very comfortably beaten 3 1 by the Blue. Themselves are badly struggling down, uh, down at the bottom end of the table. So it's nothing short of a win, it, it, especially in the game, the game on Friday. It has to be expected if you have any sort of notions of moving away. And moving turn up the table, which is why they expect from a Dundalk side. Now, looking at the game on Monday, that's a different proposition altogether. Draw to have been absolutely fantastic. You know, you can talk about the slugger over your Finn Hearts, what surprise team. Draw to is probably the surprise team. And in a low derby, such a big game away from home, that's a difficult, difficult stretch, you know, especially if it doesn't go to plan uh, on Friday night and Longford come out all your park or something. Already, major, major pressure on uh, because the frustration is. is unbelievable around the club at the moment and it'd just be absolutely palpable if Longford do somehow come out with a point or even all three 
roll on Friday night. We can't wait to see. Uh, th- there's so many yeah. little stories out there and so many great games that are going to be on. We'll come back to the to the fixtures in a little while. But the Irish teams in Europe, they got their draws. Nathan, uh, who 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 got who? It did, yeah. Uh, look, we'll probably might as well start the Champions League. Shamrock Rovers were drawn in, in the fourth round of the qualification for Champions League. They were drawn with Slovan Bratislava. Tough draw, quite a difficult draw. In fairness, we were probably, it was always going to be, you know, they could have got Bratislava, they could have got Malmo, they could have got Legate Warsaw, or they could have got Lincoln Red Imps from Gibraltar, which probably would have been a favourable draw out of the whole lot. But look, going back to Bratislava, we've won the Slovakian league now three times in a row. We've been in the Europa League group stage three times over the past decade. So, you know, we've got this, we've scratched away into it. So it is, it's definitely going to be a difficult game. Uh, the away point with Shamrock Rovers starts off, it's away from home. That's going to be on either the 6th or the 7th of July. And then the return fixture in Palace Stadium is going to be on either the 14th or the 14th of July. No reason yeah, why, Nathan, Nathan, no reason why they, they, they can't get through this one, though, is there? I mean, they, they, there's quality in the Shamrock Rovers side. No, there definitely is. Yeah, no, I'm not working them off at all. You just have to look at it. It's going to be a difficult side. It's quite slab, you know, like you said, because you've got a little bit of pedigree in the past 10 years. But now, like, if you're looking at anybody in the League of Ireland that can progress, probably the fourth, even even if we're going to run through the team, the four teams that are in Europe this year, Shamrock Rovers would be the one. You'd have a shelter just going with the strength and depth and going with that bit of quality that you have. Yes, and I, I'm seriously not writing them off here, but I just you, you can't ignore that it is a difficult point for them to get. Okay, uh, I think Nathan, if they get through, if they beat them, they'll be guaranteed two million. If they don't beat them, I think they're guaranteed about eight hundred thousand. So either way, yep. European football keeps these clubs alive. Yes, definitely uh, eight hundred and ten thousand is what they're guaranteed already. That's like you said, if they don't progress. Uh, yeah, it's all about the finances. It, look, even if they do succeed and get past Batislava, they can go on. They'll be playing uh, young boys in, in the second qualifier round. So, yes, there's a decent incentive there. You know, young boys are a side that we've seen in group stages over the last number of years. But when it comes breaks it down, it really is all about the finances, isn't it? When it comes to European football, and you know, we talked about Dundalk, and we've seen it in the past how it can somewhat make a break a side. It would be foolish of any side at all to the budget with European football in mind going forward these are teams that should be it should be a nice little, little extra coming in you know we should never budget our season around potential European football but this is what it's all about at this level is it's the money talks and while it's nice to be playing big sides and it's nice to be getting fancy draws the main thing is you, you want to be progressing as far as you can because of the monetary gains that you get out of it Absolutely Dundalk, Bowes, Sligo all enter in the first round of the Conference League and as Ireland are ranked 42nd out of 55 European countries by UEFA in the club competitions, the Europa League is no longer applicable and Irish sides as now it begins with a third round stage. Nations such as North Macedonia, Lithuania and Luxembourg rank ahead of Ireland and Wales and Northern Ireland are chasing as well. We're slipping a little bit, aren't we? Yeah, we are slipping. Uh, we really, really are. It's yeah. Obviously, you can look at this Europa Conference League and say it could be a more realistic opportunity for the Irish teams to get more regular football. But like I said, you probably jumped on here. The only thing to do was look at some of the sides that the, the Irish teams could potentially be playing or could have potentially played in the second round of qualifications even. 
and there is some difficult sides there too, you know. So, so this competition is not going to guarantee anything. But yeah, it, it is a shame to see them slipping down. Um, you know, it's just it, it could be tough at the seasons and tough at the rankings, and it'd be tough to get out of this hole too. So, you know, you, you sort of need sides to, to be playing now on a regular basis and to really force their way into the group stages if we're ever going to see a change because. Yeah, we are really, really slipping down. And we see the names you mentioned there, you know, like North Macedonia, Luxembourg, for example. Like, we were all crying. And we were all giving out that, you know, we, we were, the Irish squad was beating to Luxembourg, but which, we were going off these rankings, you know. Well, obviously, that's, that's where we're and, that, and that's where we really probably deserve to be. Okay, so who did they get? Yeah, so Dundalk have a trip to Wales to play uh, Newtown. AFC, probably a favourable draw for them. It's, you know, it's probably the one that you look at and you think, God, it's a shame, especially for some dog fans, that uh, away crowds will not be allowed to do this game. That'd be a good trip for them. We'll need just a little short and over the Wales. Uh, the date and the time for that one, uh, at the time of reading this out, is to be confirmed. That's what, what I'm going off the Dundalk social media pages. And if Dundalk are successful and beat Newtown, they could go on and play uh, Callum from Estonia or St. Joseph's and it's not Joey's from Dublin I thought well that's fair play they for the Joey's what they say no it's uh, St. Joseph's from Gibraltar with those games will be played on the 22nd and the 29th of July and there's a big so, there's a big chance here Nathan because these three clubs are guaranteed a quarter of a million just for getting to this stage yeah. right if they win a game they get an additional 300,000 um, and then oh. if they reach the third round that figure goes up to 850,000 then there's a playoff stage it's over a million and of course then the group stage is it's worth about 2.9 million so with some of the teams that you've seen that are in this competition they're capable of, of going a few rounds if not you know into this group stage yeah definitely you know like there is difficult sides in it like I said especially Bowles I was looking at some of the teams that Bowles could have gotten the second round and there is there some difficult draws there for them but yeah, look, it's all, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's all about progressing that little bit forward and getting as many games in Europe as you can. And the next games, it really, really does. You know, that's, that's what we live off over here. That's how you can sort of gauge success. And that's how you see so it's, you know, go on even dominant domestic runs. It's all because you have a good European backing behind them. It's all because they have good European money coming in. Now, what you do with that European money sort of, it, it shows what these clubs can do, do, do long term. You know, we've seen some players in Ireland invest that money into the infrastructure, whether that be the facilities, whether that be the new structure. And, you know, that, that can last them well going forward. Like, you might not go on quite a, a dominant run because you haven't spent all that money on bringing in players. But that's probably the, the, the better term thing to do long term rather than just splashing out and building a great squad and going on a fantastic run. But, you know, them things fizzle out. The money goes away. The players move on and they get older. So, yeah, if you do see an Irish club getting some European money, it's always nice to see them putting it actually back into the club, like I said, in terms of infrastructure and the youth system. But when you look at it, Nathan, you've just talked about Dundalk and their wage bill of three million. If they get to the group stages, they get around 2.9 million. So, how 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 does that make how does that work out? You know, it just doesn't seem to add up. They're spending a lot of money to get a little bit less. Yeah, and that's what it seems to be. Some talk, you know, we just jump back to them for a second. It's we just talk about the budget cuts coming. It's it's not all about just chopping people. It's all about trimming it down, trimming it down. It's obviously, the, the ambitions of not only being successful domestically but European as well. And to do that, you have to have a good, decent squad of players, but. 
it's just at the moment that seems to be probably not obviously number one by reading everything that's coming out of Dundalk is just trimming down that wage bill getting it as, as, as low down as possible and it's the two of them just can't really go hand in hand and European football was it we're looking at the league position at the moment if European football was the league Dundalk next season that's when you really will start to see the cracks coming out isn't it well, we'll see and let's hope that all these teams do as well as they possibly can, oh, i.e. I- get through a few rounds, get a few quid in because uh, the league needs it badly. So good luck to all the, the teams. We'll be supporting them no matter what. I think every, more or less everyone sort of supports uh, the Irish teams in Europe. So EA Sports are sponsoring the underage National Leagues. Is this a step in the right direction, Nathan? It seems good, doesn't it? You know, we, we've talked about the start of the season when we've seen the Women's National League get the SSA assistance sponsor. Now, so the, it's a good thing to see. EA Sports, obviously, is a brand that would be familiar to a lot of League of Ireland, every League of Ireland fans. Uh, they've sponsored the League Cup now since 2009. So, you know, we, we've seen that they're willing to post somewhat market the League in a decent enough manner. Yeah, so look, EA Sports are going to come in as the title sponsor for the leagues, for all the national underage leagues ahead of the 2021 season. That's going to be all competitions uh, across both the male and female system. So that's the males is the under-19s, under-17s, under-15s, under-14s leagues. And the women's is the under-19s and the under-17s leagues. So the STEM seasons are due to kick off uh, late in June now, not too far away, in a couple of weeks. So yeah, look, it's another positive sign. We've also seen that the underage finals at the end of the season, they're all going to be fully streamed on LOI TV with full commentary and all the bells and whistles. So, you know, it, it's positivity, isn't it? We even just say last week, we were chatting to Darren Markey. He, he was with us over in one of our live streams. But in fairness to Darren, that's one of the points even he mentioned that he'd like to see an improvement of just the, the development, the marketing and the promotion of the underage system. So when you see new stories like this coming out, no, like, of course you have to, it's all nice to read them in, in the press releases and all the hype, but the background work has to obviously go into it. But yeah, at the moment, we can't really poke holes. It's just a positive step for the national underage leagues. Now, a draw has been made. It's the FAI Cup qualifiers, the 2021 qualifying round draw. And uh, there's a lot of teams there looking to hope. It's a bit like the, the, the Europa League and the Champions League they're looking to try and get into the FAI Cup proper and uh, try and make a couple of quid out of it Yeah it really is and it's good to see them come back in isn't it you know out there with the FAI Cup in, uh, in 2020 the numbers were cut back to the obviously the current pandemic but yeah this is the first time uh, back in and out in 2019 which that's actually a time we've seen Crumlin made it all the way to the quarterfinals like that when I win the stuff, he did beat Lucan on the way. I think you probably remember that right there. I do, uh, I do, I do. Yeah, I, 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 I seen that. I was going through it and I was like, oh, big man, out like that. I thought I'm going to mention it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, I think when we just want to the draw, well, it's probably a quick little glance at who's saying who. Do, yeah, I have a hair in front of me as well. So you run through it. So yeah, look, there's six pictures that got drawn now and then six teams was drawn over half that they got a boy into the fourth round of the FAI Cup. So yeah, the qualification games are Minute University Town. They're playing uh, Bonagee United. It's a long trip actually from Donegal down to Minute, so that's a difficult game for them. Then we have an all-Dublin clash of Kindermanagh first home farm. Then we have Fairview Rangers making a trip to Galway to play Athenwall FC. Then we have Rin Martin Rangers hosting Crumlin United. For Crumlin, that's a difficult game. It's a difficult trip. 
that we've had. You have to make the visit to Cork. Uh, then we have Oliver Bond Celtic will play Kalesa Danakani. And St. Mark's finish out with Cockhill Celtic. And yes, you can stop giggling at the back. And the fact I didn't giggle at that name shows real personal growth and development. Brilliant, you know, like a beautiful butterfly. In this <laughs> uh, yeah, look, quickly run through the six teams that I've got a boy. It's uh, Malahoy United, Bangor Celtic, St. Kevin Spires, College Corinthians, Liffey Wanderers, and Busher Celtic. Yeah, best luck to them, you know, like you said, these are vital. Absolutely vital to try and get as far as you can, just for the monetary games that are out the back of it. Uh, all these games will be played over the second weekend of July. All games will be decided on one day. So probably a little bit better here, but especially if you're travelling, you, you don't have to, it's not over two, two legs, you don't have to, you know, be playing two games. Just go, get it done in the day and see what happens. So, yeah, look, best of luck to them. I suppose, one, to, to throw out, which is why even looking at some of them uh, teams, I know like you said, you're, you've talked about it loads of times during the show, your involvement with Luke and United was absolutely fantastic and they're doing some great work there. By your knowledge of, of some of these teams, do you think any of them have what it takes to go on uh, a bit of a magical cup uh, run like we've seen from the United deal back in 2019? There's a lot of chopping and changing in, in, in the Leinster Senior League at the moment. So it'd be hard to judge on last season. And the, the new season only starts, is it next week or the week after? Yeah, no, I think it's it's hard to know. With, with, with those teams, the, te- the teams can... It's a bit like the League of Ireland. They can change so rapidly over over yeah. the course of a summer, you know. So it's, it's going to be very hard to see you won't know until you actually get to see and there's no league games on at the moment and it hasn't been league games on for a long time so it's very hard to judge off that now at the moment but uh, listen it's great I always love to see the uh, we call them amateur sides or non-league sides or whatever but it's always great to see them get into the draw and uh, you know make a real fist of it and the thing is there's not much difference. There's a lot of players in there who could play League of Ireland and just don't because of maybe work. Maybe it's there's too much hassle, you know, trying to work and play. So there's good levels in the in the those leagues, not far off. And some and some players who have decided just not to play League of Ireland. So could there be some, you know, games where teams get get overturned? League of Ireland teams, absolutely. Um, but we won't know who are the front runners for a few weeks yet. But from July on, the leagues are back going again, so we'll definitely know uh, a little bit more by the end of July. Yeah, and it, it's one of them again, we, what we're talking about, we've seen fans slowly but surely returning, and to get fans in, like again, I, I don't want to be calling them amateur teams, but to, to be able to get fans in to watch some of these teams play brilliant, like I have seen them myself, that I wouldn't have an affiliation or anything, but a lot of my dad's friends would play with, uh, with Glenville, for people that don't know, is a team based out of Palmerstown. And in fairness to, to Glenville, you know, they, they've got a couple of games uh, over the years in, in the FEI Cup um, against big sides. And it's it great to be at, like, I was at the, the round three game in 2010. We played, we played Bohemians in Richmond Park. Then we're back at 7 1. This is a. That was back when I was playing, of, Nathan. Yeah, just a top tier Bohemian side. You know yourself, you, you know what they're both teams. Uh, consisted of, you know, like the Paddy Madden, Mark Quigley were playing, Killian Brennan, serious talent in that Bowls team. But in fairness, a guy called uh, Jason Hegarty scored an absolute screamer, probably the best goal of the game uh, for Glenville. So they were back at 7 1. So anyone, actually, it's on YouTube, anyone's go check it out. Uh, Glenville's going against Bohemians. Trust me, it's an absolute peach. 
Uh, a couple of years later, in the round two, they played in Limerick out in Home Farm. Again, beating 3 0, but just, just a day out itself. It's brilliant, you know. And in fairness to the Limerick side, they came back to the Bills and all after the game. It was like back in Parmacown. Obviously, me being a massive Pats fan, uh, Barry Ryan was playing in golf for them at the time. So I had his ear chewed off about 25 minutes. I was about 17 at the time, like four bottles of Heineken deep. So yeah, I was in full <laughs> chatting mode. So it's. Uh, so Barry, if anyone, if Barry ever does hear this, I really apologise about that. Uh, and even recently, you know, we go back to 2017, in fairness to them, again, in the second round of the Cup, uh, the, the lads in Glenville, they went up to Halle and, and played Shamrock Rovers. Only beaten 1-0, but it, it nearly grand both goals. So, you know, like you said, anything's possible. Class, when, you, when, when you can't see, yeah, like, you, you, you can't see, you know, teams getting rolled over. There's not a massive... It's not as big as a goal as you might think, you know, and to see these lads go and they to have this massive day out and have this massive support and to get some financial gain out of it, it's absolutely brilliant to see them back in the FBA. Yeah, well, that, that's going to roll in on Sunday, July 11th, so it'll be very interesting to see uh, a week ending July 11th, so that'll be very interesting to see how those games turn out and great to see football back, by the way. Fans, questions, Nathan? Yeah, we got the one in this week, speaking of fans. <laughs> Good uh, segue there. Uh, we got one in by Andy Mills this week. And Andy has, you know, we're talking about a lot of new stadium talk. Andy wants to know, what extinct Irish ground do you have the most fondness for? For me, so does this have to be, is this a, a, a professional, obviously, so one of the old grounds? Um, I mean, yeah. for, for me, Buckley Park, because that's where I played football, so that was always interesting down there. It was kind of in the back... Back arse and nowhere, kind of. But uh, yeah, no, I always found that, you know, it felt like home at the time. So I, I enjoyed that. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, see, these sort of questions, I was like, probably stunt me a little bit because I'm only 25. <laughs> so I say, you know, there, there hasn't been, like, you know, I've never been to Milltown, never been past playing Howard Cross, never been up to St. Mills Park, not alone. Uh, Bucky Park, like you mentioned, you know, so so this is always sort of a tough one. Like, what am I going to say? Like, Morton Stadium, got a Keegan or something, like, you know. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think the cop-out answer probably for me, and I've, I sort of dug deep into Andy's question here. He said Irish grounds. So I went with the cop-out answer of the old Lansdowne Road. Um, just obviously going to Ireland games, kids. Was that the last ever football game, the last ever FA Cup final at it? Uh, of course, Pats are beaten because it's an FBI Cup final in the end of 2000. So the cracking game of football is 2006 final. Uh, Pats are beaten 4-3 by Derry in uh, extra time. So, yeah, like not most fondest memory. But like I said, you know, like, like being a, a young lad that's, that's supporting the league, a lot of the grounds are still where they are. So, yeah, that was my little cop-out answer uh, of Lansdowne Road. Yeah, real big cop-out one, that now. And for all fairness, you did well there <laughs> with that. Um, I'm trying to. I'm I, as you were saying that I was trying to find out what Limerick's ground was before the Market Field. So I'm 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 going to keep looking into that, Nathan. Was there any other stadiums that uh, that you you seen? There wasn't too many. No, like I was saying, it was um, a lot of them that are still there. Well, I've only probably seen redevelopment in my time. Like in the fairness, I got a League of Ireland fan a long time now, you know, like I've been going to games since 2003. So it would have been, what, six or seven at that stage. So, well, I have been going for a, for a good while. It's, yeah, a lot of redevelopment, you know, we just have to look at the likes of Derry City uh, and things like that. So, 
yeah, I, I was a little bit stunted, which which I do tend to be what some of these uh some of these not older questions, but when you're sort of looking back, but yeah, um in fairness listening back to we had Harry Kennedy on the show a couple of times and the way even he talks about Milltown, uh uh my man's husband, he's a massive Shamrock Rovers fan, he talks about so with the Milltown and so yeah, there, there seems to be a lot of um probably Nice nostalgia feel for some of the older fans when they think back of, of, of these uh, grounds of yesteryear. And well, we all do. We, we love and we've talked about it so many times that we need to see improved facilities. You know, there's still there's no charm, isn't there? When you go to some of these old grounds, there's a charm to them and there's a roughness to them that you just probably don't get in some of the, the modern stadiums. Yeah, I think it might be in Ratbane or something like that. I can't remember. That. I, I just think trying to think where I was playing. I can't. I can't find it. I'll find it for another day anyhow. Okay, right. We're going to leave that there, Nathan. We have uh, the big kickoff League of Ireland Sports Bar on Friday evening, and we're joined by the Save the Talk Park campaign. It'll be interesting to hear what they have to say, and obviously we'll be talking about all the games as well. Uh, if you haven't been on. YouTube, go and find us the big kickoff League of Ireland show and subscribe. You're helping us out hugely if you can do that. Enjoy your week. <laughs>